Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. That is the best podcast you've ever listened to. That was lovely. <laughs> Thank you. I was wondering how long it was going to be. I didn't know when to jump in. I don't know if you'd written like a full rendition, like a few verses. No, that was off the top of my head. No. Yeah. You thought of that on the spot? Yeah. Wow. Wrong part of the wrong part of the podcast, wasn't it? Why? It was on the spot. Oh, I like it, yeah. Good. Make yeah. up a song on the spot. That's what maybe we should start doing. What, making up songs on the spot? It wouldn't make sense though, would it? Because I'd think of it during the week. <laughs> yeah, would so really true. be on the spot. I'd spend all week writing lyrics. Oh, yeah. It'd probably still be rubbish. Uh-huh. I'd hope it'd be a little bit better than yours then. No. Do you like yours? Mm, yeah, Big I thought fan. it was good. I rated it. Out of? Ten. And what did you rate it? Ten. Ten out of ten? Ten out of ten. Of, you have very... High expectations of myself. No, that's not expectations. That's actually... High... I don't know. Hi. <laughs> We've done that, that is bit. the point. <laughs> We've done that bit. We're at the... Uh... Today. Oh, that sounds very serious. Today we are going to be talking... About? Stress. Oh, it is very serious. To be fair, it is actually quite a serious topic. And one mm. that is very close to my heart, because if you didn't know already, which you probably do because I talk about it all the time, uh, I left... Never shut up. Never <laughs> shut up. Sounds like me. Mm. Um, I left teaching in October 2020 you for... Did. Mainly stress. Not just stress, but mainly stress. Because I was in a very unhealthy position. So today, the message is, don't be Jen. Well, no, that's not the message. Well, you can be me if you want, but just me that's not got stress. Oh, maybe that's Because I feel like message. me without stress is a really good me. Do you reckon? Yeah. That's good. You've got a lot of self-belief in this podcast today. Not only are you a good singer, <laughs> not only are you good at thinking up lyrics, but you're also the person to be. Been working on the I am good enough mantra, can you tell? I can, yeah. I like it a lot. <laughs> Fantastic. Everyone should probably work on that one. Yes, we all should. Um, But yeah, in all seriousness, stress can really affect our health. And you know that we are all about making you the healthiest humans you could possibly be. Absolutely. We, and as Jen mentioned, Jen's been through her own stressful situations. Obviously, and I mean this in the nicest way, I was there as well. I went through that situation when Jen was stressed. I think I went through more than me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We went through that together. But then obviously we work with clients on this and how they can uh, set themselves up in a not a stress-free zone. We don't think that necessarily exists, but no. we'll chat about that in a bit. Uh, and also how we can potentially react to some stressful situations. And obviously, you're probably, you know, wanting the, the strategies and all the things that you can do to help. And we'll come on to that. But before we do, it's really important we talk about what stress is. And you might be like, well, I know what stress is. Feel, feel it all the time. And I get that. <laughs> but um, to quickly, quickly, quickly run through a couple of little things just to get everybody on the same page and then we'll dive straight in. We have a lovely little calm point in our bodies called homeostasis where we feel... Chilled and relaxed. Chilled. And nice. Hopefully how you feel right now listening to this podcast is mm-hmm. homeostasis. Um, not on edge and wondering what we're going to say next and whether we're going to scream down the microphone at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I was waiting for that. I knew if I said it, you would. Um, and anything at all that brings us out of that distress. So what's really, really, really important to mention, I don't know, I said really three times. I said quickly three really, times before. Really, really, really. This must be really important. No, but it is. There's not just bad stresses. So if anybody's trained in a gym before, you put your body under a level of stress in order to change your body and for the muscles to react to it and for a stimulus to be provided. That's still stress upon your body. There are also other stresses that potentially uh, allow us to grow and progress based on that stress that we put on ourselves, like deadlines and things that are potentially allowing us to work at a different level. Now, you know, we could potentially call them bad stresses as well, negative stresses. However, it's the buildup of those stresses that causes chronic stress. So when we, you know, when we get stressed about something and then something else, there's a there's a compound effect. Yes, yeah, that cum- stress is cumulative, cumulative, isn't it? It yeah. just builds. So it might not necessarily be. It could be that there's one big life stressor, but it it could be there's lots of tiny little things that build up over time. I think the best example is and. Jen's probably gonna laugh when, or she might laugh. She might be offended. I doubt it. She'll not care. That's why I'm gonna say it. But I want you to imagine like you've been at work all day, you've had a really busy day at work, it's been really, really difficult, and then something happens in work and it's been, you know, pretty, pretty tough to handle. But you get to the end of the day and you know, it's not too bad, you know, it was just a difficult day and I just got through it and it was hard. And then you on your way home from work and you're stuck in traffic, you know, I'm stuck in traffic, it's not the end of the world, I'll get home, it takes forever to get back, and then it's raining when you get out of the car and you've got to get back into the house and you're wet. None of those things on their own are potentially going to like destroy your world. They're just really annoying little things that have added up throughout the day. And then you walk in, washing up's not been done. And you want to throw the kitchen sink out the window. And it's almost like that washing up not being done is the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone, ever. The only way I could describe my reaction to washing up not being done after a stressful day at work is blind rage. Yeah, absolute <laughs> blind rage. But have a think about it. If... It was just walking into the kitchen and the washing up wasn't done. It'd be a bit annoying. It'd be like, oh, washing up's not done. I'm going to have to do it. And that'd probably be it. It'd probably be like, oh, it's really mm. annoying. But because of all the other little tiny things that have happened throughout the day that have added up and made you into this uh, position where you're not at homeostasis anymore, because all these things have uh, been cumulative and the, the compound effect has taken over, the the washing up not being done is the worst thing that's ever happened on the planet, isn't it? Absolutely it, it is. And I, th- I think Phil made a really good point there in that like one situation for some per- for one person might be a stressful situation but for somebody else that really would never be a stressful situation so for Phil the washing up not being done is never going to cause him stress ever no it because doesn't it doesn't it's he perceives that as a a situation that just is a situation just to throw it in there i do do the washing up i've literally just done oh it. yeah yeah it's you not like it's up. not that i don't care cuz i don't have to deal with it it's no. just a uh, it doesn't stress me out. Like when I walk into the kitchen, washing up needs to be done. Like, oh, I need to do the washing up. Whereas if I walk into the kitchen, the washing up's not been done after a meal. Like that will cause me real, real, real stress. So, and also another one that Phil said is when we first moved to Manchester, there was a lot of roadworks going on, and mm. I used to get really, really stressed about the um, uh, traffic because it was. I would literally be sat for like, and it would take me like an hour and a half to do a 20 minute journey because the traffic was that bad when we first moved. Mm. But actually I was able to change my perception of that and go, right, okay, it's happening. Mm. Can't change it. What can I do with that time? Started listening to podcasts and completely transport, like that was no longer a stress for me. Mm. So I was able to take something out of the equation 
to reduce my stress because I couldn't control the situation, so I just accepted it. I suppose that's a little strategy for you there, going in there. I was just going to say another little strategy as well is it's an interesting one when you talk about that because in theory, a lot of the stresses of life are things that we actually wish upon ourselves to actually have. So Mm -hmm. like that situation that Jen mentioned, we really wanted to live in the city. We we really, really did. It's one of those situations where then you're going to have to deal with the traffic. Mm. I'm not saying that necessarily makes it easier, but it's a case of, well, don't live in the city then. Yeah, you know? well, that was because so that was a stress for me because mm-hmm. it wasn't supposed to be that busy, but it was the oh, awful yeah. roadworks that they started, had started the as we moved five minutes before we moved into the flat, and I think and they finished them five minutes after we left. Cause the most chaos ever in Manchester. If you lived yeah. anywhere near Salford Keys, um, oh, not Salford Keys, where was it? It's that big junction in Salford, isn't it? That it just yes. caused horrific traffic for. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> less about traffic. <laughs> And if you think as well, if you put you in a put yourself in a situation where you end up dealing with a stressor that you've never experienced before, you you, you might have heard the phrase fight, flight, or freeze. So it's what we do in that moment. We it's if think back to like caveman times. I always find this is most helpful way of doing it. When they were um, in a life or death situation, it was a case of they fought, they they ran, or they froze, and. That is how we deal with stress in modern day age still now. So the things that maybe we haven't come up against are going to cause a bigger response in our body because we've got more to overcome. So although you've got all these little tiny things that can build up, we might also have like these one big giant stressors that are situations that we've never dealt with before that our body doesn't necessarily know how to handle because it's never had to do that before. So he's got to do more to overcome it. So, And it's another weird thing as well, isn't it? Because a lot of people actually, well, not a lot, it's a big lie. Some people react quite well to big stresses because of the headspace that they've got. So they'll have like a big, huge, stressful moment. And it's like, it's almost exciting for them. Because it's mm. like, oh, this is a big change in my life. Like this is, you know, what, what do I do? How do I overcome this? Whereas, you know, maybe a smaller stress to them might actually be more difficult to handle. Yeah. Just because they're not quite used to the stresses of, oh, the washing up's got to be done, this is annoying, <laughs> I don't want to do that. You know, but they're at work trying to get a, I don't know, a multi-million pound deal sorted and they love that stress. Mm-hmm. But in reality, one of them's worth multi-million, millions and millions and millions of pounds, the other one's, there's crumbs on a plate. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they'll they'll rate the, the crumbs on a plate as a bigger stress because they don't want to do the washing up. But in reality, if we think about it, if we was just looking at those two things and rating them out of 10, one of them is much more stressful yeah. than the other. And you, and again, that comes down to the person's perception of 100%. that event and how, what you, and no one sees the same things as a stressful situation. Like I didn't realise for a really long time that a lot of my stress was actually triggered by anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of my anxious thoughts were what triggered the stress for me. So actually when I managed my anxiety, my stress actually reduced a lot. And for a large percentage of my life, I had no idea that that was a problem for me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been a game changer for me. But now I'm able to root back some of the thought patterns that have caused the stress for me because it's just kind of the little things that build up on a day-to-day for me that tip me over the edge, I suppose. So it's just about getting to know you and what your triggers are what like what what causes you to feel that stress inside absolutely we do this a lot with clients like trying to gain an understanding of what is stress to you rather than just seeing because we've spoken about this a lot already deeper than i realized but then i thought we would but how each stress is going to be different so rather than just seeing stress as stress Mm. it's thinking well actually what is it what is each different little big medium stress like what are they what's causing them things to happen and one of the 
greatest thing you can do, and it isn't always possible, is to spot it early so that you can then start to think about, right, what, what's actually going on in this situation? Mm-hmm. And there's a few different things that you can look out for. Um, one of the most common ones is struggling to fall asleep, isn't yeah. it? It's when you get in bed at night and there's a million and one things going on in your mind and it feels like your mind's going at 100 miles an hour. And I feel like that tends to be, but again, it's different for everybody. I feel like I'm proper sat on the fence when I'm saying this, but mm-hmm. it's different for everybody. But a lot of people tend to bring a lot of their stresses to the bed and they'll lie in bed and they'll think about yeah. it. It's probably your first time you've stopped that day. It's probably the first opportunity for you to lie down and actually really think about it. And because of that, it can potentially make it feel bigger and worse and more difficult and harder to manage than maybe it is. I think it becomes a time where it's less... I think for a lot of people, we avoid, we avoid, we avoid, mm-hmm. and then we get in bed and there's not really much to dampen those no thoughts way to anymore. Avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> you're there now, you're in the moment, you lay down, and that stress is now, it, it's become something that's part of your head now, mm-hmm. and you're thinking about it, whereas before, as Jen mentioned, we can just avoid it. Um, but then there's tons of other little things, uh, well, not little things, should I say, just other things, like, for example, mental fog, and that... Uh, inability to really sort of focus and Mm -hmm. uh really hone in on what it is you are doing and if you're in a job where you really need to be mentally on it all the time you find yourself potentially not quite daydreaming but maybe not quite as focused on the task at hand and you've got that mental fog and you can't quite be clear on what your intention is of that task again can be another thing that is potentially brought on by stress uh unmotivated anxiety jen Mm -hmm. you'll be better at running through that one i think i think you just Missed a comma. <laughs> I think I just missed a comma there. Good, because I was well confused as to what unmotivated anxiety is. I was like, I could run through unmotivated anxiety, but I don't know what that means, so I'm not agenda it. <laughs> unmotivated, that makes more sense. I like Jen do the next thing. Just in case anyone's worried, unmotivated unmotivated anxiety apparently isn't the thing. I've just made it up because because there was no comma. Jen, can you put commas in your list next time, please? Thanks. You might feel unmotivated. Or maybe you, you might feel like, or you might feel anxious. Yeah. You might because yeah. they're two separate things. Yeah, they Apparently, are. they're not the same thing. <laughs> um, Do you like how I try to pass it on to you though? Yeah, thank you for that. You're um, oh, it's fine. Now I can talk about these two. <laughs> I know them separately. You sit over there. I'll talk about this. Unmotivated. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's really difficult to learn. I'm probably everybody else that's listening. Oh, we should probably cut that bit out, but I know we won't because oh, no. this is raw. I'd rather people just laugh at me than cut it out. Come on, <laughs> let's be real. I don't get everything right. Uh, but unmotivated, that is a big, big thing because yeah. um, we know that motivation isn't a thing that we can just create or bring with us, but we also know that every now and again we're probably going to be motivated to do stuff. Yeah. And if you find that you are literally just never, ever, ever motivated to do anything the most yeah to do the the tiniest tasks that potentially in the past didn't even require motivation so we're not talking about like training although we could talk about training because that is another thing that's potentially Mm. impacted by stress but um we're talking about the little tiny things like literally getting up out of your seat you know things that potentially don't require any levels of motivation or any levels of desire or determination to do and you just don't want to do them and that can again be brought on by stress and then as a separate thing anxiety yeah, I think I think this, like I said, I think I've kind of touched on this one. It, it can be that we have specific kind of thought paths that then lead to tre- stress, like maybe like you, a bit of an all or nothing thinker that kind of triggers that stress thing. So if you can't do everything, this is a biggie for me. Can't do everything, you're failing, and therefore you should get stressed about it. And and 
like if you overgeneralize things so one thing's bad everything's bad um what's another one that um reading people's minds mind reading and and then that leads to you feeling stressed because you you're guessing what people are thinking creating a situation yeah exactly there's loads of things in terms of anxiety that can cause stress and then it might just be that you simply don't want to train and as phil said and i think with all of these i think it's really important to point out that just because these are factors that could suggest you are stressed there are a lot of other factors that could so be causing bit like when you uh, when you google your symptoms and yeah. it tells you you've got like five minutes to live and you're like what is going on <laughs> and it's not like if you have you know maybe you're struggling to fall asleep for a completely different reason maybe your morning and evening routine isn't that great and so therefore you can't fall to sleep it might not be stress and it's the same goes for everything else like there might be another reason that you've got mental fog that you're unmotivated that you're feeling anxious that you don't want to train yeah like, Stress is the cause of these things potentially, but not necessarily, not necessarily definite. Yeah. So please don't take this as a diagnosis. Please don't no. diagnose yourself with this. Uh, it isn't necessarily it's, the case. Just have a little look, bird's eye view on your life and just go, what is going on in my life right now? Like, are the things that maybe I've not even noticed that are causing me a little bit of stress right now? What can I control? What can't I control? Start to just unpick some of those. But... This isn't really about that. This is about kind of the science, I suppose, behind stress, isn't it? And just another thing to point out that in terms of spotting things early, and this is, again, one that could be caused by other things, but if you're shoveling your face full of sugar all the time, are you trying to deal with stress using sugar? Or are you maybe tired because you're not sleeping well because you're stressed? Like, that is a big warning sign for me. If I'm shoveling sugar in my face i'm usually stressed or tired Mm -hmm. so that's another one that you might particularly relate to maybe listening to this run out of freddos and i get stressed yeah exactly exactly all the stresses that are caused i mean there's been there's been a few quite a few times recently that a freddo hasn't caught it and there's been a curly whirly too there has yeah and then i get even more stressed because those curly whirlies mine yeah no but then but then i realized it was because i wasn't sleeping very well exactly and this is where it comes back down to well maybe you're not sleeping well because you're stressed exactly it's just such a spiral and this is why we try to take that really holistic approach because what we don't want to do is diagnose people with things oh no but we also don't want to do is just so go not with an argument yeah and what, but what we mainly i guess don't want to do is go this is caused by this full stop yeah. simple as that fix this that's sorted it isn't as simple as that no. a lot of the time it's about you know tweaking a few little things everywhere and just like going where yeah. can we do this where can we do that it's not about a lot of the things changes. that we do help in all kinds of areas don't we mm-hmm. I hope um, so anyway. yeah so the um Talking about what Phil said about that lovely little calm area that our bodies like to be in, we call this uh, our parasympathetic nervous system. And when we are brought out of that, our symp- in when we're in our sympathetic nervous system, when that's triggered, that's when we're in that fight, flight or freeze, so that high stress state, that stressed state, should I say. So what essentially what we want to do is tap into that parasympathetic nervous system because that's our safety. We we want to be here. This is this is where it, our body likes being and where we feel calm. So, and I bang on about this one to clients all the time. The way we tap into this is through breathing, and the absolute best way that you can manage stress is through practicing daily breathing and that is why meditation is banged on about so much um and i talked about this on my story actually the other day 
Headspace, Calm, both really great apps for learning how to meditate. The best advice I could give is understand that it's a skill. You're not going to be able to do it straight away. Don't go straight into the 10 minute ones. Start off with, mm-hmm. this is just all my past experience of failing and, and mine, trying to pick it up again. I tried to do it for three minutes and struggled. So yeah. the 10 minutes were not a good start. Yeah. So um, start small. Just do the two to three minute ones. Get used to those. Then maybe go to the five minute ones. Then maybe the 10 minute ones. Build up with it. But just be consistent and practice daily. I think we both struggled with meditation, didn't we? Because we have very busy minds. Mm. And we both had this misconception. And I think a lot of people do. That if you meditate, you need to clear your mind of every thought. And that's not what it's about. It's actually about learning to just see the thoughts, notice them, and then come back to the breath. Mm-hmm. I think that was the biggest learning curve for me when I started meditating. And be okay with that being difficult. Because yeah. I remember when I first started, well, not first started, when I restarted about, I don't know when it was, two, three months ago. And I remember saying to Jen, like, I was almost seeing my meditation as like my plan for the day because I was struggling so much to note and to, to allow things to pass. I was like, I, I was seven minutes into a 10 minute meditation and be like, at no point have I noted here that I'm thinking about something that I'm not necessarily not supposed to be thinking about, but it's not what I'm in theory doing here. And then I be, it, it got shorter and better and I got quicker. And it's like any other skill in life. Like the more I meditated, the better I got at meditation, which shouldn't be a shock really, because no. it is specific to what I'm doing. And I'm sure at some point I'll be even better than I am now. Yeah, but it, it genuinely, if you're struggling with stress, you want to tap into that parasympathetic nervous system, that calm state. And the best way to do that is through controlled breathing. Nasal breathing as well is really yeah, good for that. Yeah, uh, we do like little daily mobility and breathing videos with clients, don't we? We've got like a six-week series at like 10 to 15 minutes and we start those off with like box breathing, it's called. If you want to have a little search for that, have a little Google search. But practising breathing daily can really really help yeah, and i actually said to you today didn't i we've we've dropped off a little bit like openly i admit we've dropped off a little bit with mobility which is something that we've been doing for months and i feel like i've noticed a difference with my stress levels since not doing that regular breathing each day because that is another thing if you find meditation hard trying some kind of yoga or mobility with breathing in is another really great way of working mm. breathing into your daily routine Brings the two together, doesn't it? Yeah. And then you get another physical benefit out of it. Exactly that. You get all uh, stretchy. But the point for this is that, and this is where things, like, I do want to get serious because I have seen these physical effects in myself. Like, it really can affect your health. And it got to a point that was actually really quite damaging for me, I think, when, like, it was that chronic that, like, I got IBS, like, my hair my hair was thinning I had really really severe eczema at points because that had been flared up like I'm convinced at this point that I had some problems with my period that I didn't really know at the time because my periods since I've become less stressed have become much more regular and manageable manageable and yeah I think there's so much that can go on. So I've touched on a few there, but like IBS, generally you can get a lot of digestive problems because that is ruining the calm state of your digestive system as well. You can struggle to regulate your appetite, uh, which could then cause weight gain because you're uh, struggling to manage cravings and you just eat to kind of solve that problem. And 
then it has that whole spiral effect. You, it can increase your blood pressure, increase muscle tensions. This was another big one for me. Like I was literally like so hunched over and tight so much that I was just getting constant tension headaches, migraines. It can lead to reproductive problems to the point where people can actually lose. I'm right in saying people can actually lose the periods through stress, can't they? Mm-hmm. If it's affecting you that severely. Skin conditions like psoriasis, eczema, all can flare up really badly with stress. And then, like, say, hair loss is another one. So it can really have a detrimental impact on your health. And managing your stress is part of leading a healthy lifestyle and looking after your body. And this is why we do so much work on mind and body because it's all interconnected. And if we're looking after our mind, we're looking after our body as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's one that I'm super passionate about that people don't keep burying the head in the sand, actually look stress in the face and go, what, what, what is causing this stress for me? What can I do to work through this and make my life a little bit more stress-free? And that doesn't mean changing everything overnight, but just taking a bit of time to make some changes to your stress levels today if you're feeling stressed yeah and I, th- I think I was just going to touch on what Jen just said then about this idea of don't let the the last few minutes of all the different uh, potential impacts of stress scare you or put you off or make it feel even worse use this as an opportunity to go do you know what probably not been prioritising myself for a while probably mm-hmm. been letting a few things get on top of me I've probably been avoiding a few little things you know I'm going to make a, a change now and again as Jen said it's not going to happen overnight but it doesn't need to Stress tends to come on over weeks, months, and years anyway, so we don't need to revert everything in, you know, twenty four hours. No. But just use this as an opportunity to think to yourself, right, today, right now, as soon as this podcast is finished, I'm gonna have a think about what stress is, what's causing that stress, and what I potentially need to do in order to have some kind of positive impact on all that. Um, because obviously it's it's something that we think is massively important, and we know how much of an impact it can have on yourself and those around you so it is serious should we lighten the mood a little bit what did you not get it no and nobody else when they say are you serious the siri go beep beep oh yeah no it probably doesn't happen to anybody apart from you because i say are you serious all the time and all the time imagine if it did it then i'm so upset that it didn't i know (laughs) it doesn't happen all the time no no (laughs) yeah every time jen says are you serious siri beeps beep beep what can I help you, you with? with? Yeah. Something like that. Something. Hello. I didn't quite get that. I didn't quite get that. Oh my oh. goodness. Are we gonna are you gonna tell the Google Mini story? So <laughs> what, the other day me and Jen were sat with the Google Mini <laughs> and we were just messing about and asking well, I was asking stupid questions, Jen was and I was just being an idiot. And um I asked it uh, three times to uh, tell a joke. Yeah, I asked it three times to tell a joke. Two of the jokes were pretty terrible weren't they yeah oh and then you said no it was you didn't tell us you said knock knock didn't you yeah so I said um, what did you say okay Google knock knock and then he said oh no it's somehow she was the one who ended up doing it do you know what I think she just told the whole joke actually yeah um, oh yeah because she said this is there? such a terrible story that we're telling right now because no, we're both batting this story at the podcast and neither of us has got it out <laughs> at all yet right I asked I asked the Google Minute to tell me a joke and it said, knock, knock, who's the orange? 
Then what did it say, Jen? I'll give you the punchline. Uh, I can't remember it. This is why I'm rubbish at jokes. I can remember the first bit, but not what they said after it. You're going to have to say it, because I'll mess it up and ruin it all. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Orange, you... Orange, you're glad. I didn't say. I didn't quite get that. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's the bit I can't remember. I can't Uh, remember what she said. Honestly, Jen, I set you up to tell a joke. Never mind. Right. Should we do it on the spot? Yeah, do that. We should probably cut that bit out as well, but I can't be bothered. It's too hard. <laughs> cutting things out. Editing podcast as well. Someone aren't. might laugh at us. Um, well, you'd hope so. Go on then. Talk to me. Ask me a oh, question. Okay, sorry. I just clicked the wrong button. Whilst Phil's faffing about, send me a question for Phil because someone sent, someone sent Phil one. So I want someone to send me one for Phil. Please. <laughs> And then like, rate, and subscribe while you're there because that would be nice of you. Right. Hey, we've got a new, uh, a few more likes and a new, um, yeah. um, a new review. I can't remember what it was called. We got a new review? I think so. Who was it? Are you sure? Nah. Why have I not seen it? No, I'm like, recently. Anyway, right. another boring conversation. Give us an on-the-spot question. So, podcast question from Caroline. Okay. Oh, I'll just go over Caroline's because she has really good ones. If ghosts were real, yeah, who would you haunt when you died, and what would you do to them? Oh, that's a really good question, isn't it? Mm, I thought that when I read it. Um, I'd haunt you, Caroline. No, you. Oh, me. Yeah. I thought you were speaking to Caroline. Because you've you will have spent your whole life annoying the hell out of me. Mm. So I would spend my whole ghost life annoying the hell out of you. What would you do? Just be dead annoying. Just like Con- move stuff and like. It's a continuation of your alive life. <laughs> no, I'm not as annoying as you. No, that's absolutely fine. But you're still annoying. I just like, but not like even obviously. Can ghosts move stuff? Right, just what does haunt inc- what does ghosts don't exist. Yeah. So you make up the rules here. Excellent. So I would just move stuff around. Like the plate out of the microwave. And then I'd just hide somewhere going, ooh. Because <laughs> you wouldn't expect a ghost to do that because that's just what they do in cartoons, but I'd do that. And then I'd also um, put some camouflage clothes on and float around. Why camouflage clothes? Because you always make the joke about when you see someone in camouflage clothes. Oh, someone's uh, not put their pants on today. That's never what I say. Uh, well, if they've not got if they've got camouflage pants on, that's what you say. Something similar to that. Oh. Oh, they must be cold enough pants on. <laughs> yeah, right. That is what you say. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I'd wear a camouflage jacket in my ghost body. And those camouflage pants and jacket would just like fly around my room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just so you know, if you're going. Ooh, I'd probably see you in the camouflage jacket and pants. I'd know where you was. And then, You'd be floating around. And the then room. I'd do something really annoying. I'd just pull your covers off your bed all the time. You do that now? No, like I mean like properly off though. Just, just all like, the time. Yank them off. Like you get it back on and I'd just pull it off. Do you know what I think I'd probably give up at this point? Like I'd probably just like like if you just keep pulling it off, I'm just gonna <laughs> keep pulling it back on again. That would work twice and I'd go, I need to move out. In fact, it worked once. <laughs> I need to move out. And then I'd just like push things on the floor all the time when you're in different rooms. Having said that, if the, if you, if you died and 
all of a sudden I was being haunted by camouflage clothing pulling my coat uh, covers off. Oh, and maybe I, you'd like it. I have a good idea who it was. Maybe you'd like it. I'd probably just think of a way to, to stop it from happening. And then this becomes rendered pointless if you like it because it's supposed to annoy you. Do you know what I'd do? I'd go to bed, but I'd leave Freddo's in the conservatory <laughs> <laughs> just to keep you occupied <laughs> That's for a few hours. You can't ghost eat Freddo's. Can you not? You, that's what I mean. You'd spend hours trying to eat them and I'd get a good night's trip. <laughs> I just like, I, I can't leave Freddo's in the conservatory because it's torture, but you're allowed to pull the covers off me at night. Yeah, that sounds fun though, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds like a right laugh. Do you know what I'd also do? I'd also press the backspace on the keyboard every time you tried to type. That would be really annoying. <laughs> like, that would genuinely really annoy me. <laughs> Don't ever do that. Okay, I won't. Thanks. So, there we go. I feel like we have Ghost that quite Ghost Jen a... is an absolute nutter. As well as a lot of Jen. We had a podcast there that was quite deep and, you know, not very, you know, it was quite doom and gloom and then we asked a question about you being dead. Also very doom and gloom. <laughs> very good point. Very doom and gloom. Sorry about this, this week. We didn't mean it to be. Um, well, you told a really good joke though. Did I? Aren't you glad you told that one? Aren't <laughs> <laughs> you glad I didn't? Aren't you glad? Why did you become Irish? Aren't you glad? I've got a good joke that we'll finish on today. Okay, go on. No, it's not one of those terrible... You've not... If you told it me, I don't want you to tell it because they've all been terrible recently. What do you mean? You've just told me several terrible jokes. Of, wait, you told me a good one this morning. Correct. Is it that one? Yes. Okay, go and tell you that one then. I will. Thank you. <laughs> Can't find it. <laughs> I was going to say we've not got all day over here. Uh, I know who posted it though, so give me... Um, no, I don't. Was it Amanda? Uh, no, it oh. was on It was Facebook. A few months ago, my budgie escaped from its cage and had sex with our dog. Anybody want any puppies going cheap? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And that is how we shall end. I'm so glad you don't come for the jokes. Otherwise we'd have no listeners. Right, have a phenomenal week. Speak to you on the smooth. See you later. Before you go, make sure to hit the link in the podcast notes to update us on how many steps you've done on today's walk whilst listening to us two jabber on. Each week we'll update you on the total number of steps you fantastic listeners have done. And if you haven't already, please don't forget to like the podcast, rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast and anything else you can do to the podcast that makes us all really great.